Well, just like some things in life, you make mistakes and you learn from them. And that's why they give you second chances. Um, I'm back. This is BT doing our sports podcast on this fine and lovely snowy Sunday. Uh, we're recovering from our madness of sun and the sun is kind of shining to kind of do a little bit of damage to get some of the snow removed and rid of. And that's a great thing. I will let a lot of you know if you do get a link or do notice that I initially posted my podcast. I have deleted that first podcast because it turns out that I actually was not being recorded. And I was sitting here looking and I'm thinking, okay, I see words coming out or I hear words coming out, but nothing was moving on my screen until I went back and looked and said, oh, maybe the maybe the mic needs to be picked up. So we're back. We're going to try this again and it's going to go a lot smoother and a lot clearer. So we're just going to let life be what it is and move forward. So the previous topics that I wanted to discuss, I mainly have a pretty brief podcast that I'm doing today because number one, I'm having literally to give a bit of a personal story, suffering from a slight dosage of cabin fever. And for those of you who do or do not know if you're in a, in a warm city or state, props to you you won't really experience cabin fever but on the east coast most of us go through it where the snow comes down and you got to make a plan of how to get out and you want to find every way possible to just get out the house and do something productive because if you don't you're going to lose with the few brain cells you have left i've got about a few of them left and i've held on to them pretty strong but today i made plans and those who are following me on social media will see that i've shoveled my front yard um or the front front pathway front porch uh, got around to my car, got a little bit of that done, planning to go out and finish it up a little bit today. So hopefully that will work out pretty well, but I'm not going to let that deter me from doing what I need to do because regardless tomorrow, I'm back to the grind at the CEO. So we're going to do what we do and make it all happen and live life like it's golden. Two matchups today, Carolina against Arizona and New England against Denver. My picks that I've put into my sports group were the New England Patriots and of course the Carolina Panthers which means it's going to be a rematch of the 2003 Super Bowl aka the Janet Jackson Bowl aka the tape delay bowl aka the field goal that will never be forgotten by Panther fans so Vinatieri won't forget your name because I just won't allow myself to if I'm giving credit to the wrong kicker one of my listeners will correct me on that but Nonetheless, it's a Super Bowl that I'll never allow myself to forget because it went the way it did and it ended as it was meant to end. So moving forward, uh, I do right now the Patriots are down 14 to 6, but it's the Patriots and knowing how they play, they will pull off some type of miracle on ice, (laughs) even though there's no ice in Denver or in Colorado for legalized state. We're just going to leave that there, but we'll see how that game turns out. And with the second game that's coming on at 6 o'clock, I'm hoping to be out of here soon and on the road and possibly in a bar, nice and relaxed and comfortable by that time because I do want to enjoy some football at 640, and that's just where I'm at with that. So we'll see how that all turns out and how it goes. But uh, that was my main topic that I wanted to initially discuss because it is playoff weekend, so I wanted to make sure that I didn't leave that out of the rotation. But my second story is actually an interesting story. Well, actually, I have two other things. Before I get into the debacle in Cleveland, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the all-star selections. 
because there was a new face added to as a starter for the All-Star. And that is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, those who do not know, he plays for the San Antonio Spurs starting two guard, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, like I said, I have I have a lot of listeners who will correct me on things that I do miss or misinform my, my listeners on. Um, but he is a starting two guard, but I believe they have him as a forward based on. No, I'm sorry. He is a two guard because they have Kobe as a forward listed this year. Um, they were able to get Kobe into the into the All-Star game this year. Uh, this year is a pretty interesting lineup because you have, let me make sure, before I continue this, because I'm going to make sure I get the teams correct for this listing because they had quite an interesting bunch of guys selected for the All-Star game this year. So just bear with me one moment. All right, sorry about that, everyone. I do apologize. Um, I do so. I do have the list, and I'm gonna just name off guys. And the one thing I'm gonna point out before I continue this list is that there were no centers chosen or no big men. Number one, we don't have a center on our list anymore. But to make matters worse, there there's no one over six eleven because I think Kevin Durant is either six ten. I want to say six ten or six eleven. It's kind of inhumane his wingspan. Uh, the big because the big man for both teams, oddly enough, for LeBron as starters. I'm sorry, as are LeBron and Kevin Durant. So on the East lineup, you have Kawhi Leonard, and that didn't help. Kawhi Leonard, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, and Russell Westbrook. And as I mentioned. Um, this will be Kawhi Leonard's first start in the All-Star game. And again, I do apologize. I know there was that brief delay, but I wanted to make sure I had all the information accurate before coming in to present this topic. And on the Eastern squad, who will be hosting the All-Star game, it will be in Toronto. The uniform choice a lot of people aren't really fond of. It's pretty bland and generic, but it's the NBA and they're in Toronto. But in LeBron's defense, even though he won't say it, I'll say it for him. They're not wearing sleeves, go sleeves. So <laughs> there's that perk behind that whole madness. But on the Toronto squad, you have, or oh, excuse me, on the East squad. And of course I've say that because the first player that w- that is going to be a starter is coincidentally from Toronto, who is um, Kyle Lowry. I believe this is his second all-star um, start. And there's Carmelo Anthony, um, LeBron James, Paul George, and Dwayne Wade. So two of the players that I will go ahead and talk about now who are, both in past their prime in in the nicest way of saying it are Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade. We all kind of expected because thanks to Kobe doing his rock and roll world farewell, farewell tour across the globe that it would only make sense to go ahead and have him go out in the proper style and manner by getting, giving him a start in all-star game. Million dollar question is, will he be healthy by then? Stay tuned. We never know. But I I think it's going to be a commemorative treat for him to be able to play or have his final All-Star game be, oddly enough, against or in the location of where it's going to be in the location 
of the team that he scored 81 points against 10 years ago. Hold me to that, I believe. I did see that stat a few days ago, and I believe it was 10 days ago. I mean, sorry, 10 days. 10 years ago. <laughs> that might be a big difference. Uh, but he scored 81 points against the Toronto Raptors. And the only reason I can really remember that game was because at that time, Chris Bosh was still there. And oddly enough, Jalen Rose was still in the NBA. So fun fact for those who do keep up with basketball. But I would personally say for the most part, the fans got it as right as they could. There are a lot of players who were snubbed. Uh, Two who really stand out to me who have had pretty good seasons this year. Well, actually, we'll be technical. I'll say three. Three players who were snubbed that have had pretty good seasons this year is John Wall. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins and Andre Drummond. Now, Andre Drummond, believe it or not, has been the silent assassin in the NBA as far as stats and overall gameplay. His main objective has been to go out and do whatever it takes to be a dominant factor. The interesting part is with Stan Van Gundy coaching. Um, so with Stan Van Gundy as a coach, he literally builds with a center mind or center-based mindset. So that means that by having Drummond as your big man, he's going to get the ball, but they're going to work the offense to balance out where he'll get a lot of touches. And he has, and he's not, when he first came in the league and anybody who remembers him, when he first came from Connecticut, he didn't really want to be involved in the offense. He just wanted to go out there get his rebounds and build off of tapping in rebounds and just dominate in that sense. But now he's worked on getting an offensive arsenal of some sort. Oddly enough, a few days ago, he was caught in the infamous hack Drummond ordeal. Um, so going back to my initial topic, I did mention about a few of our guys who are fighting with Father Time. Kobe Bryant is one of them. And even though it may not seem like it, but he's coming close. Dwayne Wade is coming up into his 13th season. This is his 13th year because he came out in 03 with LeBron. Um, this is currently his 12th season since his 2015, and it's been a good run. He's won three championships. I I know it's probably going to be a, a huge or tall request to say it, but he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. We'll see how that goes. Um, of course, he's not anywhere near thinking of that R word, but we know with Kobe, since this is his last year, five years from now, he should be on the ballot to easily make the Hall of Fame with his eyes closed. So we'll see how that all pans out. Uh, I, if I do not, if I do recall correctly, this year it is Shaq, Iverson, and I believe Matumbo is up as well as far as getting into the Hall. And I also think, um, I want to say Yao Ming is up for it as well. Even though Yao Ming didn't play a long career or have a long career in the NBA, he made an impact because he did something that no other player expected he did what no other player was able to enhance in the league and that was to make the game finally become global by introducing the all-star ballot in another language because by putting it in his language he got to start which wasn't a judge against him but it also got other players voted from other countries which caused him to do ballots in other countries and other languages so props to Yao Ming for doing that but I, I think it's the all-star game should be pretty what is going to be what I expected to be pretty generic and pretty run and shoot and play around and just kind of do something to kill time. So 
I I'm going to laugh because I don't know the records as of right now. But if my memory can accurately pinpoint this and it would be fun if they could allow it to happen, but they probably won't because Steve Kerr has already come back. It would be nice to have Luke Walton and Tyron Lue be the coaches for the respective teams since they both are in that first year or first game or first mind of playing. So we'll just kind of see how uh, um, how that all goes. But that is my my chip and my breakdown about the all-star selections. And if you have any feedback or any comments on who did or did not get selected, by all means, feel free to leave comments. I do have these podcasts posted on my speaker page. They are on SoundCloud as well. And they are on YouTube. I don't really, I think starting now, I'm not going to really push too much with Facebook and with Twitter only because it's there. And it's kind of on the basis of, if you see it, you want to listen to it, check it out. You'll get to the link. If you can't see it from that manner, by all means, ask me and I can, I can certainly route you to the YouTube channel because that it's there. And I've made sure that they're going to be there and not going anywhere. Cause that's just my goal and my job in life. So that's where I'm at with the all-star game. And finally, the week of the Cavs. Cavs got put into a funny position because it's the weirdest thing to see the fact that they lost to Golden State not once on Christmas Day, but twice earlier this week. Now, I'm wanting to say that game was on Monday. It was earlier this week. I want to say it was Monday, um, but whatever, regardless of the date, they played against Cleveland and or Cleveland played against Golden State and Golden State pretty much embarrassed them like it was another day at the office. Mind you, I don't even, if I'm not mistaken, Steve Kerr still hadn't even, hadn't even came back yet. So they were still playing under Luke Walton's quote unquote offense. Um, but they tried to play basketball and the, okay. This is kind of going to be my personal rant and rave about the Cavaliers and anybody who listens and anybody who wants to chime in or come back at me about this more than free, more than welcome to don't mind, don't care. LeBron James in Cleveland is similar to AI in Philly nearing his peak point in his career or after his, um, after his prime. LeBron still has prime years remaining, but as far as with the actual run at that time, when AI was playing, AI had a very interesting situation in Philadelphia because AI's objective was, look, I'm a scorer. I can steal the ball from anybody. I'm willing to go for any rebound and nobody's willing to go after. And I will throw assists when deemed necessary, but he didn't throw many, even though he was a point guard. Difference. LeBron point forward. Kyrie Irving confused because he's supposed to be the point guard. Ball barely is in his hands because LeBron does what I like to call ball dominate. Or I won't because I won't say ball haul because that's not really a good term. But he dominates the ball. Um, out of a twenty-four second shot clock, you can guarantee the ball is going to be in his possession at least seventy-five percent of that possession. So this is something you got to think about and really look at when it comes to him playing the way he does. So I, I don't know if the choice was a good choice, but for whatever reason, the Cavaliers said, Hey, David Blatt, you got us to the NBA finals. 
you got us against the Golden State Warriors. We didn't win a championship. But even though your season, your year's up for you're for possibly being fired, we're going to bring you back next year. Bring them back next year. They played. They had a pretty good start this year. But because they lost to Golden State twice, I think that's the reason. And the added reason was that him and LeBron didn't really get along very well. David Blatt really didn't coach the team. The team kind of was self-coached. And that might be me stepping on toes. That might be me jumping out of the box a little bit. But it's literally what it was. So because of that, they let him go. Why they let him go beyond the things that I mentioned have no earthly idea. But they let him go and then it was time for you to step in Tyron Lou. Hadn't coached the game in his life. Doesn't know anything that's going on other than he's been a, a assistant coach for quite a few um NBA coaches. If I do remember correctly, he was with Phil. I don't want to I don't want to confirm that because he hasn't you really didn't hear much about him until he more so was on the sidelines with Cleveland. Um, he's been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for an opportunity to open up. So, ta-da, here's your chance. You're running the show. And of course, for his icebreaker game, who do they put them up against? The Chicago Bulls. And not just the Chicago Bulls. An a healthy Chicago Bulls team who their only key player they were missing was Joe Kim Noah. So you had Rose, you had Butler, you had, uh, what's my guy's name? You had, for that's not there. I, they, they got some, um, you had Taj Gibson. You, you had all of the pieces there ready to do their part. And basically they ended up beating them by double digits. I'm wanting to say 13, but. I didn't really watch much of the game, even though it was on a, it was an odd schedule because it was a Saturday primetime game, which they're starting to do to give ABC that extra space of TV time. Right now, how I see it is the NBA has to wedge in spaces to get games since the NFL has their times and spaces of when they're going to be showing footage of the NFL. So you have to kind of literally fit in where you can get in. Uh, we all know for Christmas Day, that's the NBA's day. They get they get five games. So to get ten, 10 teams on TV, three of them you may not see on TV that often, or it's just going to be odd matchups that you wouldn't expect, but it turns out still being a good lineup of basketball. But going back to the here and now with the firing of David Blatt, I thought it was messed up, not even going to lie. I was not prepared for it, but... As Greg Popovich said, and as anybody understands with anything in life, it's a business. Um, the team is going to always do whatever it can to keep itself afloat. Was it, will it make anything any better? I don't see how. The only thing that I really want to see is, and it, it it's going to come with time and just a matter of it actually happening. But seeing LeBron James really get called out for doing stupid stuff on the floor by Tyron Lue. I, I don't know if he will do it, but it's possible. So just like with anything in sports, stay tuned. They, the NBA has surpassed their halfway point of the year. And we've already seen a few odd, odd in trades here and there. 
biggest shocker or the one that's still a surprise to me is Josh Smith being brought back to Houston. Now, the funny thing is, and I'm going to say this because this will kind of be my me closing out. Even though Josh Smith has a very low IQ in basketball, he fits Houston's offense or he fits Houston's rotation. Does he start? Not really, because you really have you still have core guys who are there who do their part, such as Terrence Jones, um, Dwight Howard, um, Monty Univich, I think is the name. Or oh, I can't think of it. It's it's another um it's another foreign player that they have who plays pretty good. So it comes down to him getting into rotation. You have Corey Brewer, you have Trevor Reeser. All of those guys still are going to get their minutes. Um, they really brought up the speculation of thinking that, well, with all this happening, looks like Ty Lawson might be leaving. Now nah, we're stuck with him. Sorry, Rockets fans. We have to go through the struggle, but it's basketball. So what do you expect? I, I sense and forecast he probably won't be there at the end of this year. Cause he really didn't come in. He didn't come in ready to play. That's just the nicest way to say it without saying it. And sometimes players just aren't ready to play and he wasn't so just keep that in mind and if you remember i said that today on january 24th 2016 ty lawson will not be a rocket at the start of next season if i'm wrong hey i'm wrong but i just try to call it like i see it so that'll be my cap and my oddest way of ending this podcast so to give you a very minuscule or my minor recap. Patriots win. Panthers win. Rematch of the Janice Super Bowl. Somebody thinks it's going to be different because Beyonce is going to happen with her this time. Doubt it because this isn't her Super Bowl technically since Coldplay is going to be the main whole show um, performance. 85 to 90% chance I won't be watching the halftime show. We'll see. I don't know, but might podcast that night who knows can't tell everything yet can't show my hand because i just gotta have to let it all play out but that's my matchup that i'm calling for super bowl 50 almost was ready to figure out what was the name of it and i'm like wait if i don't know the goal 50 there's a problem so that's what i'm looking at for super bowl 50 um we went over the all-star starters quote-unquote snubs the overall look of Kobe and Wade playing what could be Wade will probably play a few start a few more all stars. And the reason he's going to lock his position is because Miami is going to make sure they put every vote in for Dade for I'm sorry, Wade County, because it's supposed to be Dade County, but they redid all that to give him his accolades, which is fine. No judge. So there's that. And uh, finally, we talked about the infamous transition of passing the torch from David Blatt to Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou honestly will be in a good place to win, but he could be put in a Mike Brown spot, which means he could be set up for failure. We don't know. I think that's one of my biggest gripes that I don't understand about basketball. And this is kind of going to be in my added close. I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be closing, but I want to close on this because I really think this is a trend that I've noticed with Basketball is coaches are set up to either do one of two things. They're either in a winning position and if they lose a game that they weren't, that no one should be surprised they lost, they're fired or even worse. You're put on a losing team and the team loses and it's your fault. So they fire you. 
and that's in the NFL and with the NBA. You don't see it often in baseball. Baseball is a little bit more loyal, which is another topic, which I hope I will get more into during baseball season because I have a few people who I know who watch baseball a little bit more than I do and can talk it a lot better than I can. So just keep an eye on this whole relationship matrimony between Tyron Lue and the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's going to be down to how LeBron handles Lou and how Lou gets LeBron in the right mindset to understand. And this is what it all comes down to. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it alone. If LeBron does not, his goal when he came back to Cleveland was to get them a championship. If they do not win a championship in the next three seasons, the experiment was a waste. There's no pretty way to say it. It w- it literally would all be for nothing. So if he doesn't, I, I don't, as far as the East, I really don't see a team giving them a hard time other than themselves. Um, it, you can, you can always play the infamous, um, the Pacers could wake up. The Bulls might. If the if the Bulls can come into a playoff series healthy and Rose can understand he doesn't have to drive to the hole 90% of the time because that one moment that he hurts himself is when it all changes. Then they have a chance. But beyond those pieces or that whole process, it's, class, it's Cleveland's to win, but it's also theirs to lose. So that's something to think about and factor in. So I'm going to leave you with that note. And if you're watching sports, enjoy. If you're out on the roads, be safe. If you're listening from wherever, just continue listening. I have more topics. I have more discussions. I'm, I've been talking about it, but I'm going to actually put minds at ease and get things going by saying, Hey, I want to talk to you about this and set up interview questions and all that. And really make this to be something enjoyable to listen to. So we're going to get there when we get there. All I can tell people is just understand that there's a method to my madness. And until next time, this is BT signing out. Peace.